Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. So if I miss the first part and I don't, can't figure what the date is, time that the Antichrist goes into the holies of holy and he proclaims he's God and it goes to all the world that you can see it. What time of the seven years is that? Three and a half years. Could you maybe figure how many days there are in three and a half years? So would you have an idea when the second coming is coming? You got it. So you have a know. In other words, when you see these things happening, tribulation saints, you can know that the leaf is coming, the buds are coming, summer is near. Someday when heaven and earth pass away, there will be something left, the Word of God. As a believer, you know the Word is your lifeline, your wisdom, your comfort, your inspiration your truth. It's all wrapped up in your love for the Word. In difficult days to come, hold fast to that truth because many will be blind to it and seek to take your sight as well. When we see so many signals that we're living in the end times, it's easy to feel anxious. You may be anxious to see someone you love be saved, but rest in the Word. Your peace in hard times, the revelation you receive from Him, those things will speak volumes to those who don't know Him yet. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 16, for our continuing study entitled God's Timetable for the Future, Part 2. We will see, listen, one world government, one world religion. We will also see a one world economic system. You say, well, that's got to be pretty good. I mean, you don't have to worry about changing money or whatever. Well, all that means is someone is in control, and it's not the one that you want. Look at verse 13. And he also forced everyone, small and great, rich or poor, to receive the mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast. His number is six, six, six. During the Great Tribulation, what will take place with this one world government and one economic system and certainly one religious system, which is false with the Antichrist? The false prophet will require every single individual to take the mark of the beast. Notice there, to wear it on their hand, right hand of their forehead. It's not like one of these little Disney things. You know, you get stamped for the day, you go home and say, I don't want that there, little thing, I rub it off. This is permanently put on you. In the old days, we couldn't figure how that could ever be today with a little microchip that's not difficult at all, can be implanted under your skin, and they will follow you and have full control of you. Let me just say, if the tribulation happens to occur while you're living and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, or for the people that will be listening to this tape during the tribulation period, let me tell you, if you're asked to take the mark of the beast, do not do it. 
If you allow that chip in you, you will spend eternity in hell separated from God. So don't do it. But what's going to happen if you don't do it? Well, notice, to have the mark of the beast will require you to have it on your forehead or your hand. Then you can buy food and survive. Without it, what are you going to do? People say, well, it's no good to me. I'll just store some things in Montana and go up there three years, seven years. You think so? Very few people will survive. Most people will die. And that speaks to people who say, well, I'll wait till that period of time and then accept Jesus Christ. Really? Is that really what you think you're going to? You'll have the ability and the guts to stand for God then when you realize that there's no food, you can't buy anything, no gasoline, you can't, there's nothing you can do. No, it's not something you want to do. You say, this is Star Wars junk. No, this is truth. And that's why we try to challenge you. If you hear the gospel, that's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is not a time you want to live. You will really have to stand for Jesus Christ during those days. And Satan will be in a place now where he has, he thinks, total control. Everybody is worshiping him. That's something he's doing since the beginning of time, trying to get people to worship him. But he really doesn't have the total picture because now we come to the climactic end of the tribulation period. You're going to see two things happening. The war of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now again, the war of Armageddon is not a movie. It is a movie, but that's not what we're talking about. What you see in the Bible is really going to happen. Let's turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 13, if you will. During this great tribulation... We'll spend a lot more time at it when we go through the book of Daniel and Revelation. At the end of the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist and the armies of the world will be gathering together in the Valley of Megiddo to fight the war of all wars. It'll be a series of battles, the worst in history, representing all the forces of evil and all the forces of good. During this time, Babylon will be destroyed. Jerusalem will be ravaged. Many of the Jews, up to two-thirds of the Jews, will be murdered. The Jews remaining will confess their need of Jesus Christ. They, The Bible tells us they will call for God to send the Messiah to protect them, to save them, one-third of those Jews. This is what, remember, one of the purposes that God had through the tribulation was to bring the nation of Israel where? Back to the place where they say, come Messiah. This false guy isn't it. We've known it isn't it. There is a true one. Come and save us. During this time, we see something in Mark chapter 13, verse 24, that brings us to that point. But, but signifies a new time frame or new time element, Jesus says, in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. This is a time prophesied by Joel. And then in the book of Acts, chapter 2, Peter of Pentecost mentions the same kind of time frame. Verse 26. At that time, men will see the Son of Man, Jesus, coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. What that says in the book of Mark is this. 
when Jerusalem has been ravaged, when all the Jews of the hope is gone, when they confess their need of the Messiah, and when their hope is gone, suddenly the scene quickly changes. Jesus, look at that verse 26, comes physically to return to this earth. How many people see him come? All eyes see him come, which is different from the rapture. As he comes, he's coming with an army of believers. Who would that be? If you're a Christian this morning and you die or are raptured before this time, praise God, you, you need to be, you better be. If you're a true Christian, who will be with Jesus? Raise your hand. Yeah, it's going to be quite a flight. We're coming back. Now, let's refresh some things because it makes a big difference later on. What kind of body will you have when you come back? The one you have right now? Oh, hallelujah, right? It's going to be a new body. It's going to be a body suited for what? Heaven. It's going to be a body suited for eternity. And you're coming back with that glorified body. We're part of that army with Jesus. Now, Jesus really doesn't need us. He's going to fight the war. But we're coming back and it's going to be a great time as we come back. Now, when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back as Savior. Remember the first time Jesus came? Little manger, human parents, Savior of the world, meek, mild. Now he comes back as King of kings and Lord of lords. He now comes, listen, as judge, not Savior. That's a whole different ballgame. And that's the way he comes. Now when he comes back, this would be a day, then he sends out his angels to the foreigners of the earth, and he's gathering the elect, the Jews, and I also believe the Gentiles, who did what during the tribulation? Became Christians and were alive. There are some that will, certainly the 144,000 will be alive because God, what, sealed them. He protected them. Jews in Jerusalem that have cried out and repented. You'll have Gentiles throughout the world who during that time were saved. And he's going to gather them together and he's going to bring them to Jerusalem. And that battle is coming. Now, during the second coming, like when is this second coming going to happen? Can, can we put a date on it? Can we figure what the time is? Well, after the second coming occurs, we begin a new period, a new period called the millennium that we'll talk about, a thousand year period in just a minute. But when is this second coming going to come? We don't have any dates really for the rapture. We know how long the tribulation period is. What about this second coming? Let's look at Mark 13, verse 28. Jesus says, now learn a lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that it is summer. He says you need to learn a lesson from, from a natural lesson. They were used to the fig tree. They were used to how things were in the winter. It was barren. And then in the spring, you'd see the little leaves come out, the little buds, and then you'd have leaves and you have fruit. Verse 29. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, in fact, right at the door. So I believe what Jesus is saying, and there's a number of possibilities here. Some people believe that Jesus is talking about the nation of Israel. And as he's talking about the nation of Israel, when it becomes a nation again, you can see that the tribulation, the second coming of God is going to be really close. That is possible. Luke tells us there are other trees which are not representative of the nation of Israel, as the fig tree is. I believe there's a broader understanding. It Personally, maybe even simpler, it says this. If you are a tribulation believer and you see these things, 
then you know that the second coming is what? It's pretty close. So if I'm sitting in the tribulation period, and all of a sudden, during that time, the, the fig tree takes barren, and all these things happen, these seven, seven, seven judgments happen as the, as the tree becomes budded, I know that the tribulation period, if I have any biblical understanding at all, the tribulation period is going to last how long? Seven years. So if I miss the first part and I don't, can't figure what the date is, time that the Antichrist goes into the holies of holy and he proclaims he's God and it goes to all the world that you can see it, what time of the seven years is that? Three and a half years. Could you maybe figure how many days there are in three and a half years? So would you have an idea when the second coming is coming? You got it. So you have a know. In other words, when you see these things happening, tribulation saints, you can know that the leaf is coming, the buds are coming, summer is near. Look at verse 30, even more fun. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Now there's great scholars that debate this and I'll, I'll leave those to them and people have fun, but I'll give you a couple of illustrations. There's probably five or six meanings to what generation means. There are some people that believe that what Jesus is saying as he's sitting there, and follow this, as Jesus is sitting there with his disciples, he says this to his disciples, the generation we're living in now will not pass away when you see all of these things happening. Did all the things happen that we're studying about this morning in the time of, no, they didn't. So, the only way you could make sense out of that would be that you think that what Jesus is talking about is only the destruction of Jerusalem, which did happen in their generation. The second one would be this, that generation can mean the term race. In other words, all these things will certainly not pass away until the race of people, the Jews as a nation, are going to be there. So here's what it means. The Jews will never be done away with as a nation until all of these things are fulfilled. Now, there are many people today that believe God doesn't deal with the Jewish nation anymore. That they've been set aside, they've been done away with, and they're just mixed in with us, and God has never gone. I don't believe that at all. If you study Romans 9, 10, 11, you'll see that there's time coming again when the time of the Gentiles is over, that Jesus is going to deal with the nation of Israel. I believe you see it all through the book of Revelation. So... I think that's a possibility. It is true that the nation of Israel will be here when all these things are fulfilled. Here's one that's maybe even a little better, and you can just debate yourself. It's not really important to us because we really don't aren't going to be there. This generation, I believe, could be the generation alive at the time of his coming. In other words, that those who saw the signs of the end, the abomination of desolation, the Antichrist and the holies of the holy, and the rest of the tribulation sign, if you're in that tribulation period, your generation will what? Not pass away until you see the what? The end of those things. In other words, you'll be alive. So that's probably what I believe. And I believe really why that is, is because of the very next verse you see in verse 31. Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away. What Jesus says is this, you can count on every word that I'm telling you. In other words, you, you might think that the signs are there and it's not going to happen. You can count on every... For those of you this morning think this is Star Wars, wake up. This is not Star Wars. This is the Word of God. And when all of the rest of these things fall aside, when everything is destroyed, when the God's Word comes true, there's going to be two things that outlast that. Two things that are left. 
One is you and me as people, if we're Christians. Second is the Word of God. You can base your life on it. Now notice Jesus says something very interesting there. He kind of shocks Iples. He says, heaven and earth will pass away. Now they were shocked when Jesus said the temple was going to be destroyed. Can you imagine for the very first time, and actually some of you are here this morning, you're not Christians, this is shocking to you. What do you mean? The earth that we live on and the hell, they're going to what? Pass away. Give me a break. This is Star Wars stuff, isn't it? No, it isn't. What happens is Jesus goes from the church age where he is with the disciples, or just actually before the cross, really before the church age. And he fa- you know how you fast forward on your uh, VCR, right? Here he fast forwards all the way to the, really the end of time. Heavens and earth are going to pass away, but his words are never going to pass away. Now, when he fast forwards and he goes right past something called a millennium that we're talking about, let's give you an idea what the millennium is. I'm going to start something that I know most of you could quote. Let me hear you finish it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed, thy what? No, that's cool. That's all I want. You said that all your life. And what were you saying? What you were saying is the purpose for the millennium. Thy kingdom come. At the start of the millennium, Jesus Christ is physically coming to this earth. He is going to rule and reign righteously. He is going to take authority of this world, and he is going to be the king of kings and the lord of lords. And when he comes, he's going to establish his righteous leadership, unlike all the wonderful politicians we have today. We're going to finally get a clean, honest guy, God, and he's going to rule perfectly. Now, when it happens, what, just before this happens, as he's establishing this with the second coming, what happens? Here's what happens. During the, that battle of Armageddon, Satan and the enemies of the world are totally destroyed. The Antichrist, which is the opposite of Jesus, The false prophet, which is the opposite of the Holy Spirit. They're thrown into the lake of fire. Satan himself is bound for 1,000 years in something called the bottomless pit. And then Jesus establishes his earth with his laws. We'll, as Christians, and by the way, we came back with him in heaven, so we're going to be here on this earth. We're going to be here, and as I told you, we're going to be kings and priests, and we're going to have areas, we're not sure what all these areas are. We're going to be ruling and reigning in all these areas. As we do this, when this happens, I've already got Maui. You might have Mims, but I'm going to Maui. It's already taken, got my reservation there. Mayor of Maui, doesn't that sound good? Does that sound good, Mayor Mims? I don't think so. But anyway, we're going to be there. What's it going to be like? Let me just give you a flavor of what it's going to be like. Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. This is what it's going to be like. Then will the lame leap and like a deer, the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in streams in the desert. The wolf will lie with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed, not the bear on the cow, feed together. 
The young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. Here's a great one. No daycare needed. Isn't that great? Listen to this. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child put his hand in the viper's nest. No bite, no danger. The world will not be perfect, but it will be paradise-like. It'll be wonderful. It'll be awesome. We'll be in harmony. We'll be in peace. If you're a security man in those days, you lost your business. There's not going to be any crime. You will be forced to serve God, and it will just be a wonderful paradise as we go through there. There's no need for hospitals. Nursing, whatever, pharmacists, my old days, all of God, it's just going to be a wonderful, perfect time. People will live for a long, long period of time during this time. Now, during this thousand period of time, let's go back to this time again. Second coming, during the millennium, the start of the millennium, we have, first of all, you and I have come back with Jesus. And what kind of bodies do we have again? We have glorified bodies. So we're on this earth with our heavenly bodies, whatever that means. Heavenly. It's wonderful. Now, who joins us? Well, who joins us on the earth is all those people. See the tribulation? All those people that became Christians. During the tribulation period, we know the 144,000 Jews, we know a lot of Jews at the end, we know a lot of Gentiles did. All those people come into the millennium and they come over into their, with their natural bodies. Come over with their human bodies. So we have Christians from heaven who were raptured and gone before that come with what kind of body? Glorified. And then we have other Christians who were saved out of the tribulation and they're going to be in, a, in what kind of body? Their natural body. What kind of a natural body is it spiritually? It's a sinful body. It's a body that still has a sin nature in it. Now, they're saved and they come over. We know a number of things will happen. One, life will be lengthened. If you take a husband and a wife and you take them in natural bodies, what could happen over a thousand years? During a thousand years, we're going to have what? Babies. Now, the only good job during those years would be maybe an OB person. Because figure this, you're going to live a long time. Ladies, menopause might not come to the year 2007 or what. I don't know how long it's going to be for you. And you're going to have lots of kids during that time. So we're going to have kids for a thousand years. We're going to have kids populating this whole earth. Now, what about you and I that have spiritual bodies? We don't know, but it's going to be good, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be good. God promises. We don't know what it's going to be like. So there can't be any jealousy in heaven, so it's going to be good. Now, as that happens, notice what takes place. During the thousand years, these children are born. What kind of nature will these children have? Have a sin nature. You see, the sin nature is always passed on by two sinful parents. So every child that's born, as every child is born here today, into the world has a sin nature. And they must then make a choice to serve Jesus Christ or to reject Jesus Christ. So to allow them to make that choice, look what Jesus does. Let's turn to the book of Revelation again, if you're there. Chapter 20, verse 7. If you have children in those days, they will have an opportunity to serve God out of a relationship of love and obedience or to rebel and be separated from God trying to do their own things. God is looking to show what happens. He's going to give this a valid choice. After the tribulation, we heard about a time when the Lord will reign on the earth for a thousand years. As Pastor Mark explained, it will be a time like no other. Those who've accepted Jesus prior to His coming back are reigning with Him in heaven. 
But on Earth, it's a strange new world where the land is plush and every living thing is at peace. But as Pastor Mark reminded us, all the people living and born in this time are still born sick. Pastor Mark covered quite a bit in today's message. Perhaps you'd like to review. You can listen to today's message again by logging on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Just select today's date from the media player. Or you can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866-779-3441 to place an order for a CD. Again, that number to call is 866-779-3441. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. That's info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. By far, the best way to stay current with everything that you hear on Lessons for Living is to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is easy. Just follow the link at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark reaches the end of the second part of the study about God's timetable for the future. The millennium will come to an end, culminating in a final worldwide battle between God and Satan. We will be challenged to consider where we stand now, where our loved ones stand, and whether we are willing to do anything we can to witness for Christ now. Because later may be too late. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you, and together, let's do life right.